Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 1435, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. You send in the questions, and I answer them for you. Now, the other day I was telling my brother Justin of Optimal Living Daily how much I hate talking about myself on this podcast, especially when it comes to my credentials and my education and all of that stuff. So he and I agreed that I really only need to mention that stuff once a month. So if you're wondering about why I call myself Dr. Neil, what I do beyond this podcast, how I stay current with all of this information, definitely check out a Q&A episode from earlier this month. Next week, I'll go into details about that because it'll be the start of August. So you could always come back and listen to next week's episode too. But for now, I'm gonna spare you. So let's jump right in and hear today's question as we optimize your life. Now, today's question came via email. Grace from the UK writes, Hi, Dr. Neil. It's always such a joy to listen to your podcast in the mornings. I've gained so many new perspectives and knowledge that I can take on to create a healthy, sustainable lifestyle for myself, and I am so grateful. I wanted to ask your opinion on what a good shoe to purchase might be. My mom and I both have a history of getting plantar fasciitis, and we enjoy going for walks, being outdoors, and enjoy strength training at the gym. Would you recommend a certain shoe type for support? Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, Grace, and for your kind words. They truly mean a lot to me. Now, as someone that recently experienced the worst case of plantar fasciitis I have ever had, I can absolutely relate to your question. So I'm gonna share some of the knowledge and experiences I gained as I sought the advice of experts and as I went through the healing process. But let's start by talking about what plantar fasciitis actually is. Plantar fasciitis is a fancy way of saying that there's inflammation happening in the foot, in a specific area of the foot. Now, the itis in plantar fasciitis is a fancy way of saying inflammation. Now, the plantar fascia is referring to a specific part of the foot. Across the bottom of the foot, we have this long band of connective tissue that's referred to as fascia. This fascia, or connective tissue, connects the heel to the toe. And since this fascia is located on the bottom of the foot or in the plantar area, we call it plantar fascia. Now, just like any connective tissue in any other area of the body, the fascia can become inflamed. Besides connecting the heel to the toe, 
the plantar fascia also acts as a shock absorber. So when you walk or run, for example, this connective tissue on the bottom of our feet helps maintain the arch of our feet and absorbs some of the impact of these exercises. But sometimes, little tears can happen in the fascia, which can lead to inflammation. Now, I should also mention that many times, plantar fasciitis can happen for unknown reasons without tears occurring. Meaning, you weren't doing anything out of the ordinary. You didn't change your workout routine or do more or less activity, but for some reason, you wake up randomly with plantar fasciitis. Oh, and speaking of waking up, plantar fasciitis pain is usually the worst in the morning. And that's what happened in my case. One morning, I woke up with blinding pain in my right foot. I couldn't put any pressure on it. It felt like my foot was in a permanent flexed position. And these are all common symptoms of plantar fasciitis. All right, enough talk about what it is and how painful it can get. Let's talk about treatments and your specific question, Grace, the importance of wearing proper shoes. When it comes to finding an appropriate shoe, the keys are comfort first and heel support second. Now, the reason I spent so much time discussing the causes of plantar fasciitis is because if we know the causes, we can usually figure out what an effective treatment might be. So in this case, if we understand that the plantar fascia helps to act as a shock absorber, then having more shock absorbing support may help prevent a future case of plantar fasciitis later. The problem when it comes to finding an appropriate shoe is that everyone's comfort level is different. So when you're looking for an athletic shoe, take your time and find something that actually feels like the perfect fit. I'm very picky about shoe comfort. I'm one of those people that has to try on like 10 different pairs of shoes to find the right fit. And when I do find a shoe that feels comfortable, I wear them forever because I don't want to spend another half day shoe shopping all over again. But wearing out your shoes to the point where there's very little heel and arch support can increase the risk for developing plantar fasciitis. And in fact, this may have been what happened in my case. So when I went to receive treatment, I made an appointment with a doctor that specializes in feet, a doctor of podiatric medicine, which is a fancy way of saying a podiatrist. I think George Costanza on the sitcom Seinfeld called this medical professional a chiropodist. Chiropodist, podiatrist, they all mean the same thing. Again, we're talking about a person that specializes in feet and ailments that affect the feet. So that would be the first person I would speak to if you have any issues with your feet, plantar fasciitis or otherwise. After running some tests and some careful assessments, my podiatrist recommended that I begin using shoe inserts for more arch support. They felt that a shoe insert that provided medium arch support would be most helpful for me. Now, this is important. The amount of support the inserts provide will make a huge difference when it comes to healing and preventing this from happening again. Some shoe inserts provide just a little bit of support and feel a bit softer. Others feel like you just slipped a wooden plank into your shoe. The one my doctor recommended was in between these two. It wasn't too soft and it wasn't too wooden. So it's always wise to get the advice of a foot specialist so that they can determine what your needs are. Something else my podiatrist recommended was to periodically massage the fascia. Here's how to do it. Using both your thumbs, press directly on the plantar fascia in the middle of one of your feet. 
usually the foot that gives you the most trouble. Then, while maintaining pressure on the plantar fascia, slide your thumbs to either edge of your foot. Imagine you're trying to flatten and spread the fascia using your thumbs to supply the pressure. Spend five minutes every morning performing these foot massages. Why in the morning? Because again, that's usually when this condition flares up. Now, the other thing I need to mention, Grace, is that when it comes to choosing shoes, I would actually recommend buying a separate pair for weightlifting versus a separate pair for walking and jogging. If you perform CrossFit, I would suggest a third pair of shoes, believe it or not. When you strength train, depending on the types of exercises you're doing, a flatter shoe may be helpful. When you're walking or running, you definitely wanna be sure to check with a podiatrist and see what they recommend for that exercise. When it comes to CrossFit, you're doing all sorts of different moves. Could be lifting, could be jumping, could be running. And that usually requires its own type of specialized shoe. So Grace, when it comes to the bottom line, I know I didn't recommend an exact shoe type or shoe brand, but that was by design. That's because it's difficult to know what's going to feel the most comfortable for you. So I would suggest finding first a shoe that feels super comfortable. Then make an appointment with a podiatrist and ask them their thoughts on whether or not shoe inserts or some other treatment would be helpful for you to prevent future plantar fasciitis flare-ups. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again so much for the question, Grace, and thank you for your kind words. Now, if you want to send me a question, don't forget you can email one, just like Grace did, to health at oldpodcast.com. Or if you want your voice on the show, just like last week's episode, come by oldpodcast.com ask. Right on that page, you can record your question straight from your computer's microphone. It's really easy, and the best part is you can play back your message if you mess up and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61 I love ohd And if you're listening on Spotify, right on this episode, you can actually submit a question right there. So you have plenty of options to send me your questions. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that and thank you for your trust. All right, that's it for today. Thank you again for listening every day. Thank you for sharing the show with someone. Have a great start to your weekend and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.